1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to
0: Dishing Up Nutrition. This show today is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We're a company that provides life-changing nutrition information. And I'm really excited to be here today and be talking about our topic because it's something that so many people struggle with. And we're going to be talking about natural ways to relieve heartburn. My name is Kara Carper. I'm a licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. And I'd like to introduce my co-host today. Kate Crosby is here with me. She's also a nutrition counselor. Um, and just to let you know, I, I see clients at our YZ office, and Kate sees clients at both the Lakeville and North Oaks offices. So good morning, Kate.
3: Good morning,
0: Carl. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Thanks. And we have some exciting news to share. It's an online class that Kate actually taught with another nutritionist that we work with, Katie, and that was just recently released on our website. So I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit more about that.
3: Sure. Well, good morning. You know, we just put those finishing touches on that final video um, for the class. It's called Gut Reaction, sort of appropriate to our topic today. It's up and running. It's full of really important information about digestion, but we also talk a lot about immune system and the immune health and depression, skin problems, which are all, interestingly enough, related to digestion. Of course, we talk about um, digestive problems like gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation.
0: And so I, you know, I haven't watched it. I'm going to. I heard that you did a fantastic job. Thank you. That's the word on the street. (laughs) Um, But I'm assuming that there was a piece about heartburn in there.
3: Is that correct? Absolutely. You know, we did talk about heartburn. Actually, it's probably one of our first topics. Okay. Um, we talked about bacteria that helps uh, heal heartburn. And we also talked about foods that make it worse. Some of that we'll probably touch on a little bit today, too.
0: Wonderful. Well, mm-hmm. I hopefully people will take the time to... Go to our website and check that out if they have gut issues. You know,
3: those online classes are such a great way to learn something without leaving your home, or if you don't live here, it's a great way mm-hmm. to access some of the information that we keep talking about. Right.
0: I think you have a few days once you purchase it to you have Watch a few it. days to view it. Yeah. yeah. So back to our topic about heartburn. There are several terms that people use when talking about heartburn. And our listeners have probably heard acid reflux, and some may have heard the term GERD, which is short for gastroesophageal reflux disease. Don't worry, we don't have to say that a lot. (laughs) Just think of it as GERD. And you don't have to be an expert on what all of these terms mean in order to feel better from the tips we're going to give you today. But I just want to at least briefly explain the terms.
3: So basically, we think of acid reflux and GERD as being really, really similar. Acid reflux is when the stomach acid backs up into the esophagus. It gets diagnosed, though, as GERD when you've had the symptoms several times a week. And heartburn is just one symptom that people might experience when they have acid
0: reflux or GERD. Heartburn, it's just like it sounds. It's a burning and usually very painful sensation that can happen anywhere from the stomach all the way up through the chest and even into the throat. Um, And it can happen frequently after eating too big of a meal. Or sometimes it happens when people lie down at night to go to bed.
3: The statistics are that about 10% of Americans experience this painful burning sensation every day. And we see lots of those clients. And about 44% of Americans have symptoms of heartburn at least once a month. That's nearly half of us, Carl.
0: I know. I know. That's why, you know, I'm I'm glad to be sharing this information today. So, although heartburn is the most common symptom of having acid reflux, there are actually a lot of other symptoms as well. So, keep in mind that not every person that has acid reflux will experience heartburn. There are other signs of acid reflux and A couple of them are if you you often have a hoarse voice or losing
3: your voice. Or you might tend to wheeze a lot. You might even have asthma or a chronic cough. Those are also symptoms of acid reflux.
0: Maybe a tightness in the throat or kind of feeling like food is stuck in the Mm -hmm. throat. That can be
3: acid reflux. You know, clients talk about those acid-filled hiccups. That's another Mm -hmm. sign. Bad breath is another sign. So
0: as you can see, the pain of heartburn is not the only way to know if you have acid
3: reflux. Heartburn is so much more common today than it was 10 or 20 years ago. It used to be that you only heard about it in women who were in their final months of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe after an indulgent meal like Thanksgiving. You know, Picture your family members lying on the couch taking Tums complaining. <laughs> oh, I ate too much stuffing. I ate too much pie. Mm.
0: It is obviously much more common today, and the main treatments that are being used are these acid-blocking medications. These medications are being popped
3: like candy, yeah. and not just in our country, but worldwide. So Nexium, which is also known from its TV commercials as that little purple pill, Prevacid, they're among the world's best-selling drugs, and combined, their annual sales are over $10 billion. Wow. And
0: acid-blocking drugs, as a category of drugs, are the third top-selling drug in our country today, according to consumer reports. Mm -hmm. And the only ones that are, you know, above that are Mm -hmm. antipsychotics, like for mood disorders, and then cholesterol medications. Wow.
3: Well, speaking of these meds, there are three different kinds of acid-blocking medications. They're the kind that people have been using for years, like Tums. But then there are the prescription ones like Zantac and then the very strong versions like Prilosec. Some of these are even available without a prescription at drugstores, which is. And that, yeah, that does
0: shock me that a potent drug like uh, Prilosec or the I guess it's the generic version of Metaprizole. It can be bought when you're getting toilet paper or you're buying (laughs) your groceries. groceries. And, you know, a lot of people listening might think, well, why, why does that shock Kate and Kara?" But if you read the label, the over-the-counter version of Prilosec, that omeprazole, it actually says it should only be used for up to 14 days at a time. So for something that's that potent and has dangerous side effects, yeah. and you just kind of grab it when you're at Walgreens, yeah. that, and, I guess that's why it's shocking to me.
3: And not many people realize that it should only be used for two weeks. Right. All types of acid blockers are really, though, Cara, the problem is that they're just suppressing those symptoms. None of them are really getting at the root cause of the problem. And all of those medications have side effects. And we have a lot to say about the side effects and the
0: dangerous health mm-hmm. issues that could occur with long-term use of the medications. But before we get into that more on the medications, I'd really like to talk more about the, what's the true root cause of heartburn, I'm guessing that the information
3: we're going to give is different from what a lot of people might be thinking. Absolutely. So if you watch TV, you've seen that commercial for Prilosec. You may recall there's a family who's rushing to stop dad from eating that big sausage with fried onions and peppers. He tells him it's okay. Don't worry. He took his (laughs) acid-blocking pill And, you know, these are the types of images that keep the
0: misconceptions going as to what causes heartburn. So while there may be some validity to that and some components about the sausage causing heartburn, it's more likely that this guy would be getting heartburn from the bun than from the actual meat or the peppers. Absolutely. Do do you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And that's usually a huge surprise for people. What do you mean? No, that's... That's easy to digest. <laughs> the foods and beverages that were thought of that were thought of as being the main causes for heartburn seem to be things like fried foods and chocolate, tomatoes, spicy foods, coffee.
0: And so again, just to, you know, reiterate, it's not unheard of to have heartburn from the foods you just mentioned and the beverages. But there's a higher
3: percentage that other foods are causing heartburn. Exactly. Well, well, you know that processed junk foods aren't nutritious, but they can also cause heartburn. And that may sound obvious to some, but really not everybody realizes that those are the culprits.
0: And it's a huge category of food. We could list yes. hundreds of examples, but we'll just name a few. And so when Kate says processed junk food, you know, she's referring to things like cookies, candy ice cream, uh, maybe muffins,
3: pastries, Mm -hmm. other types of sweets and desserts. And processed foods are a lot more than sweets, though. I mean, it could include pretzels, maybe some crackers or chips, bagels.
0: So everything we just mentioned either has a lot of sugar or it's going to turn into a lot of sugar because it's a very high-carbohydrate food. We know cookies are high in sugar, mm-hmm. but did you know that a bagel converts into 14 teaspoons of sugar?
3: So sugar is one of the main causes of heartburn.
0: It is, and I we it is time for our break. So we'll oh. talk more a little bit more about sugar and heartburn when we come back. But whenever I see a new interesting study come out in our field, I do like to mention it on the show. And I found some research that was published in the July issue of, it's a journal called... Science trans let's see if I can say this. Science translational medicine. It was about vitamin D and bone health. Many people know that adequate vitamin D levels in the body are needed for good strong bones. And this study came out with some new information about vitamin D and bone health. So, when we come back, Kate will give the details. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have a question for us today regarding heartburn or acid reflux, please call the studio at 651 651- Six four one one zero
4: seven one. Hi, I'm Cassie Weenus, a registered and licensed dietitian from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. You may know me from Dishing Up Nutrition, but today I want to talk to you as a mom of two kids with celiac disease, as well as additional food sensitivities, topics near and dear to my heart. Even with all my training as a dietitian, I was overwhelmed when my family had to go gluten-free, My boss, Dar, helped me learn the ins and outs of going gluten-free with real food, and that's when we realized other people need help and direction too. So we created an online class called Going Gluten-Free the Healthy Way. You learn what gluten is, where it's found, and how to be gluten-free at home, at restaurants, and at social events. We teach you how to shop gluten-free and how to make healthy, delicious meals your whole family will enjoy. And it may surprise you that I don't buy many gluten-free products. If you take the class, I'll teach you how simple it is to go gluten-free eating real food. Learn more and register at weightandwellness.com. That's weightandwellness.com.
3: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby, nutrition counselor. I'm here with Cara Carper, licensed nutritionist. Cara was mentioning a study about vitamin D. The study was uh, published a couple weeks ago by researchers at the University of California in Berkeley. Now, there are lots of studies in the past that have shown that low levels of vitamin D prevent bones from growing. But this new study showed that low vitamin D also speeds up the aging process of bones. So when vitamin D is deficient, the body removes calcium from the bones in order to keep calcium in the blood, and this causes the softening and aging of the bone. Over half of Americans are vitamin D deficient. Most people need to take between 2,000 and 5,000 IUs daily just to maintain optimal levels. You can listen to past shows we've done on vitamin D for more information. Just go to our website at weightandwellness.com, click on past radio shows, and do a search for vitamin D. Great. Thank you for sharing that, Kate. And, you know, I often find that um, clients this time of year, when they feel like they're they're outside and have exposure to the sun, decide not to take vitamin D. But Mm -hmm. I I think at our latitude, that that is probably not a wise idea. I think we still need to take the supplement of vitamin D.
0: Well, it's tricky, too, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to wear sunscreen as... Protection Exactly.
3: Um, and then you won't get the benefit of the vitamin D right. from the sun. Yeah, there's a
0: lot of factors involved. And, you know, those levels that you talked about are very safe.
3: Yes. So
0: before break, we were exploring heartburn being caused by sugar. sugar. sugar right. Sugar. And so, you know, not necessarily the spicy sausage. <laughs> yes. The other day I was looking at our Nutritional Weight and Wellness Facebook page and I noticed that someone made a comment. I'm not sure if it's a client or listener or she just came across our Facebook page. But mm. the comment was that she had been on Prilosec, which is an acid blocker, one yeah. of the stronger ones that we referred to. She was on that for seven years. And she one year she gave up sugar for Lent and mm. then realized, hmm, my heartburn is gone. <laughs> and so it sounds like today, based on her comment, she's no longer taking the medication And does get heartburn every once in a while, but always traces it back to a food that she ate and kind of knows that it was probably sugar.
3: Wow. That's fascinating. That's great. Great.
0: And lots of forms of sugar are not very obvious. Sugar can really sneak up on us. It might be coming from a a breakfast that has cereal and milk, Mm -hmm. two cups of cereal and a cup of milk. That's probably going to range from between 15 to 20 teaspoons of sugar. And that could certainly cause heartburn after breakfast. Right away.
3: Or another example might be you notice that after eating a big plate of spaghetti and French bread, that you have terrible heartburn. Maybe you can't sleep at night. You might have assumed it was really the spaghetti sauce causing the pain. Well, let's look at this. Three cups of spaghetti and a piece of bread turns into about 30 teaspoons of sugar. Bam, just like that. And if you like pizza
0: and beer, Uh-oh. you are more susceptible to getting heartburn. But again, it might not be because it's the sausage and tomato on the pizza that's causing the, the burning exactly. sensation. So that might surprise you. It's it's actually more likely to be the gluten in the pizza crust and the gluten in the beer
3: causing, causing heartburn. That heartburn. You know, and a lot of our listeners have heard us talk about gluten before, but for those of you who have not heard... About gluten. Gluten's an ingredient found in wheat and oats and barley, and that usually means the beer and rye, which means gluten would be really co- common in foods like pizza and bread and pasta and most crackers and cereals and sweets, things that we Americans eat a lot of. And the foods
0: that we've talked about so far seem to have the combination of two of the biggest culprits for uh-huh. causing heartburn, and that would be sugar and gluten. And in fact, I would say most foods at the grocery store, especially in the center section of the store, you know, unless you're going around the perimeter and getting produce and meat, most foods at the store have sugar and gluten. And it's kind of a
3: sad state of our (laughs) food supply, supply, but that's the reality. So maybe you're wondering how to go about eating, eating without getting sugar and gluten. I'm sure you're not alone. It does help to do most of the grocery shopping
0: around the edge of the store yeah. because all fruits and all vegetables are just naturally gluten-free and they don't have added sugars. And foods like meat, fish, chicken, pork, eggs, those are all gluten-free. I mean, I, you know, unless there's like a, a sauce, sauce that's in a, a packet seasoning. or something. Yeah. But
3: for the most part, they're gluten-free and do not have sugar. And also good fats. Don't have gluten or sugar. So things like butter or olive oil, coconut oil, avocados.
0: And nuts and peanut butters should be fine. People just need to read labels and really avoid things like trans fats, which are labeled as hydrogenated oils. Yep. And then try to avoid added sugars in those foods.
3: So if you've got heartburn, you know how debilitating it can be. And you probably understand that it's worth worth it to try to figure out what's causing the symptoms. Our suggestion is to do a two week trial without gluten and without sugar, or at least try greatly reducing these things just to see if it helps. And one thing we haven't talked
0: about yet is dairy, dairy Mm -hmm. products. Dairy can sometimes cause heartburn. So if you try, if you take Kate's advice and give up sugar and gluten for a couple of weeks and you're still struggling with symptoms, it could be dairy products. That are causing the heartburn.
3: Well, that kind of reminds me of one of our co-workers, Cassie, whose son had acid reflux when he was really a a little baby. But it wasn't until she took him off the sugar, the gluten, and the dairy that, that his symptoms went away. So examples of dairy are things like, obviously, the milk, but ice cream, yogurt, cottage cheese, hard cheeses, And as far as beverages, you know, there
0: are beverages that can cause heartburn, and we should mention a couple of them. We had talked about beer being a problem, but soda can certainly cause heartburn. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those high-sugar energy drinks actually have more sugar than soda. Mm -hmm. Coffee can sometimes be an issue, especially if it's more than a couple of cups if somebody's drinking a pot of coffee a day. (laughs) Or coffee can cause more issues if it's um, drank on an empty Um, stomach. As well. So sometimes just adding it with food can help. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, there are many, many pieces to this heartburn puzzle that we should talk about. Of course, eliminating the possible trigger foods or beverages is probably the first place to start. But there's also a lot of research stating that heartburn occurs when someone doesn't have enough stomach acid.
4: Hmm. Okay.
0: Can you say that again? Because I don't want anyone to be confused and think that you said
3: the opposite thing. <laughs> yeah. Or that I misspoke. Yeah. Yeah. I said that heartburn often occurs when someone doesn't have enough stomach acid. Basically, Mm -hmm. when they're really low in stomach acid. Mm -hmm. So that's
0: another really big misconception that's out there. Because heartburn is typically thought of as a disease where the body is producing too much Mm -hmm. stomach acid. When in fact, it's usually not producing enough acid.
3: Exactly. When
0: we don't have enough stomach acid, food sits in the stomach, it ferments, and that can lead to gas, bloating, and heartburn. And if someone reaches for their acid-blocking medication to suppress this supposed excess stomach
3: acid, they're often making the problem worse. You know, it's quite rare that excess stomach acid is the cause of heartburn.
0: So in addition to looking at diet, it's likely that if you have heartburn, some supplements are going to be necessary before you're going to feel relief. We recommend taking one to two digestive enzymes with each main large meal. So that's usually, people are usually eating three main meals per day. And the enzyme should have something called hydrochloric acid. It might be listed on the bottle as betaine hydrochloric acid. Mm -hmm. We carry a great version of this. It's a digestive enzyme called orthodigestzyme.
3: I like that um, product. I do too. Um, in rare occasions, though, that someone has heartburn and does not need that hydrochloric acid, you might feel a slight burning sensation when you take the orthodigestzyme. So that simply tells you stop taking the mm-hmm. hydrochloric acid. Um, you don't need it for that purpose. Because there,
0: there is a percentage of people that don't need it. Don't need it. Yeah.
3: But research
0: from Dr. Jonathan Wright, and he's the author of Why Stomach Acid is Good for You. Mm. In his book, he states that, you know, over the last, or not the last 25 years, but in 25 years of his practice, he tested people that were over 40 years of age and mm. had heartburn. Um, he tested them to see how much stomach acid they had. Over 90% found low levels of stomach acid.
3: So most of those people, 90%, almost Mm -hmm. all of those people over 40 had low stomach acid. That's right. And had heartburn. Mm -hmm. So another supplement that's really helpful for heartburn is a good bacteria called acidophilus. Many of you have heard of that bacteria. Acidophilus is mostly in the stomach, and people with heartburn are typically really low in that bacteria. So a lot of times when I work with uh, clients with heartburn, I have them take either two capsules of acidophilus before bed, or if they like the powdered form better, I give them about a half a teaspoon of powdered uh, acidophilus sprinkled over a little water. Nighttime is usually the best time, most common time for heartburn, and this can really help you get a better night's sleep too.
0: Have you heard clients or either friends or family say that they have to sleep with Pillows, pillows propping them up or even yeah. like elevate the bed elevate yeah, the mattress I've heard that. Yes. yeah yeah so nighttime can be that a really hard time when people have heartburn absolutely it is time for us to take another break some of you may have had the pleasure of taking a class from one of our nutrition educators Ora Lee. she teaches a lot of our nutrition for weight loss classes Ora Lee and her husband Tim love working in their yard and their garden as i'm sure many of you do and I wanted to let you know that her yard will be open to the public this weekend with the Minnesota Water Garden Tour. She would enjoy seeing you there. And if you want to check out the details and maybe take a quick peek at her work, you can go to www.mlikemarywgslikesam.org. Her yard and pond are listed as Feature D. And we'd, li- we'd really like to take your calls today if you have a question or a comment about heartburn. And the number is
3: 651-641-1071. We're back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Kate Crosby, and I'm here with Cara Carper. We're talking about how to get relief from heartburn by looking at nutrition instead of using acid-blocking medications. Now, Cara had mentioned that one of our nutritional weight and wellness teachers, Ora Lee, and her husband, Tim, have an open house this weekend with the Minnesota Water Garden Tour. They work really hard on their gardens. It's a lot of physical labor that requires keeping their blood sugar balanced. Now, one tip that they use is they make a quick little snack. It's very easy to do, and I'd like to pass it along because I think other people could enjoy this. Because it's so fast and easy. They use about a cup of water, a scoop of our Wellness Whey protein powder, which is delicious. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's vanilla and chocolate. I don't know which one she uses. Or the natural flavors. She uses that chocolate one. Oh, she does. You know this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then she takes, or they both do, a, a quarter of a cup of canned coconut milk and a scoop of our Dynamic Greens. One flavor of our dynamic greens comes in chocolate, <laughs> so I think it orally likes chocolate. Yes, <laughs> it's great tasting. The dynamic greens is a great tasting antioxidant uh, blend. It takes about two minutes to make this snack, and it helps keep your energy high with a health, healthy protein, fat, little carbohydrate. And all of those replenishing antioxidants that you lose when you're sweating out there in the yard. (laughs) Especially when it's hot out. Not today, (laughs) but like the last few weeks. I absolutely love that dynamic greens, the chocolate. Yes. I never thought I would recommend that because the idea of chocolate vegetables is disgusting (laughs) to me. But it is delicious. It's so fantastic.
0: Everyone, I think, at our company loves it. Yeah. (laughs) Looks like we have a caller. I'm going to go ahead and take... I can't see who's on the line, but we will find out. I'm going to take line one. Hi, good morning. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question?
5: I do have a question. Um, You've mentioned side effects of Prilosec when you take it for a length of time. And my husband's at work right now, but I know he's listening to you. So can you share what some of those side effects might be? that somebody could experience from long-term use of that?
0: Yes, we would be happy to do that. And you know what? We, um, did I, could you give your name, please? Sure. My name is Cindy. Cindy, okay. Cindy, we actually, in about the next few minutes, we're going to go over all of the side effects. Okay. So rather than um, answering your question right now, would it be okay if, if you and your husband just continue to listen to the show and you'll get all the information? That sounds perfect. Thank you. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for your call. Great question. Yeah. Have a good day. So, Kate, yeah, we are going to get to that. But yep. I think first, let's just finish up um, our thought from before break, because you were talking about taking a product called acidophilus mm-hmm. Yep. before bed for heartburn, two capsules or a half teaspoon of, if it's powder. of the powder. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be sure that the gut is really in tip-top shape and we have all of our bases covered for intestinal health, I think it's good to take another type of good bacteria. I do too. And that one is called bifidobacteria. We recommend taking three capsules of bifidobacteria during the day. It's Our product is called Bifidobalance. And then taking that acidophilus at night. And you can be assured that you're replenishing any good bacteria that may have been lost along the way due to antibiotic use, other medication use, or poor diets.
3: You know, I bet we have some listeners at this point thinking that their acid-blocking medications sound a whole lot easier than making some of those changes. And we understand this, but we work with people every day who struggle to make big dietary changes in order to feel better. And one of the reasons we want people to do this naturally is because... As we said to Cindy, these acid blockers cause more problems than solutions.
0: Some of you may have heard of Dr. Mark Hyman. He is a, a medical, he's a medical doc- doctor, but he's got a really more of a holistic approach mm-hmm. as far as, you know, He's thinks nutrition is important and medications maybe aren't always necessary. He writes that when he was in med school and the acid blocking drugs first came on the market, They were used only for patients who had ulcers. That was the primary use of acid blockers. They were never to be used longer than four to six weeks. Later, when research confirmed that most ulcers are actually the result of this bacteria called H. pylori and not necessarily excess stomach acid, the doctors stopped prescribing these acid blockers for ulcers. All of a sudden, the acid blockers were being prescribed for heartburn,
3: Instead. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You know, earlier we mentioned that stomach acid is necessary to digest food. Well, we also need stomach acid to absorb important nutrients like the calcium, magnesium, iron, zinc, those big minerals. Very, very important. Um, also, you need uh, stomach acid to absorb that vitamin B12 and get some of the benefits of vitamin D. So. That's why, (laughs) yep, Cindy, and hello, Cindy's husband. That's
0: why the long-term use, especially if the drugs are used for longer than a year, can cause some of these nutrient deficiencies. And the the National Institutes of Health published research in, it's called Current Gastroenterology Reports, and it shows that long-term use of proton pump inhibitors, and all that word means is that it's a Prilosec, Prevacid, S-Effects, Protonics, mm-hmm. or Nexium, or the Omeprazole, you mm-hmm. know, the generic or the over-the-counter Prilosec. All of those proton pump inhibitors limit absorption of calcium, magnesium, iron, and vitamin B12. That was in a oh. recent
3: journal. Yeah, it really makes you think. Well, it was in 2010 that the FDA started requiring a warning label on these medic- medicines like Prilosec. They now state that there's an increased risk of bone fracture, especially if used for more than a year when, or when you use them at higher doses. You see, the bones become weak from not absorbing the calcium and magnesium, so there's a higher risk of osteopenia or osteoporosis when you take these antacids. And the malabsorption of
0: vitamin B12 is something that can lead to a lot of different issues. Yeah. It can lead Low B12 can lead to depression, anemia, fatigue, nerve damage or numbness, and memory loss. That's a good thing. And Kate, I don't know if you remember Dar talking about one of her clients oh, yes. who had been on an acid blocker for, I th- it was over 10 years, I think. And, I mean, he didn't know why he was losing his memory, or I'm not right. sure if his wife booked the appointment, but... This guy lost his memory and his legs were numb. And so somehow he ended up seeing Dar for an Mm -hmm. appointment and she wanted him to get off the acid blocker. And she figured out that he was sensitive to gluten. Mm -hmm. So he stopped eating gluten and bread and stopped taking the medication. She probably healed his gut with some good bacteria. Mm -hmm. His memory came back and the feeling in his legs returned.
3: so That's powerful.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, just think about that, though. That was all from a B12 deficiency because he didn't have enough stomach acid. Yeah.
3: On July 11th of this year, the New York Times reported on a brand new study that showed a really serious risk associated with the proton pump inhibitors like Prilosec, Prevacid, and Protonix. Methodist hospital researchers in Houston found that the drugs caused blood vessels to constrict. Well, we know that that can lead to a number of cardiovascular issues. And the
0: cardiovascular problems include high blood pressure and a weakened heart. And you can read more. If you want to read about the study, it, there's an online journal called Circulation, and it explains that people on these medications are at an increased risk for a second heart attack. So if they've already had a heart attack, mm-hmm. they're at higher risk. And for people that have not previously had heart issues, they are also at a higher risk of having mm. heart problems.
3: So, Other increased risks are things like iron deficiency anemia. And, you know, people with this kind of anemia have fatigue, of course. But thinning hair and brittle nails, and we get that in clients from time mm-hmm. to time. Maybe they don't know
0: The connection. So Mm -hmm. if you are hearing any of these signs and you're on an acid-blocking medication, hopefully you're piecing some of this together. Mm -hmm. But We do need to take our last break. First, I'd like to tell you about an incredible summer special that we are offering on classes. It's just for another month. It's a two-for-one special, so you can bring a friend or a family member to certain classes for free. And it's going on now through the end of August. Classes are held at our offices on Saturday afternoons. When we come back, Kate will give you information on the names of the classes, where they're going to be held, and we'll tell you about the classes for next Saturday, August 3rd. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and the number today is 651-641-1071.
2: If you live with digestive problems, it's not just miserable, it's embarrassing. You might even find it tough to tell your doctor about your gas, bloating, heartburn, constipation, or diarrhea. The nutrition educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness understand no one wants to talk tummy trouble, but that can keep you suffering. So they've come up with a brilliant solution, an online version of the popular gut reaction class. That's right, online. You won't sit in a group or even leave home. You'll learn about foods that trigger digestive discomfort and how to restore intestinal balance. You'll learn how to get rid of bloating, stop heartburn, and relieve constipation and diarrhea. But it's all done privately when it's convenient for you. You know the old saying, you're only as sick as your secrets. If you're ready to heal and give up those digestive aids advertised on TV, this is the class for you. Register for Gut Reactions online at weightandwellness.com or call for information at 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. Welcome back. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby, and I'm here with Cara Carper. Before we left on
3: break, Car was talking about the two-for-one summer class special. This is a really a great opportunity for you or and a friend or a family member to learn together what great nutrition can do for your health. So I want to just mention a few of the classes that are being offered next Saturday. So on August 3rd, we're offering the special on nutrition for peak performance. That'll be held at our St. Paul office from 1230 to 230. Um the food connection to ADD and ADHD will also be held on Saturday but this time in North Oaks from 1 until 3. And a third class that will be offered next Saturday is stressed out high anxiety. Real food is the answer and that's being taught in Wyzetta from 2:30 to 4:30. Now registration is avail- is not available online so call our office at 651-699 3438 to sign up. And we ask that you have your guest's name, phone number, and address when you call to sign up. The details I just talked about are also listed on our website at weightandwellness.com. All righty, we have another caller. Judy is on line
0: one. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, Judy. Do you have a question today? Yes, I do
1: have um, rheumatoid arthritis, and so I'm on some nasty medications that... Um, like um, anti-inflammatories and stuff, so I'm on the stomach things to combat that. How do I get off of the acid stuff? If I I'm mm-hmm. kind of in a you know in a bad circle here.
0: So are your mm-hmm. anti-inflammatories they're causing her- like miloxicam. heartburn?
1: Yeah, no, it causes more bad stomach stuff because mm-hmm. I take methotrexate, I take meloxicam um, these you know, all these different things that cause bad stomach issues.
0: Oh, that's kind of, yeah, this could be kind of a complex issue. Um, Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm thinking. I I don't know how familiar familiar you are with our company or our radio shows, but.
1: Yeah, I know well. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Have you started any stomach support, like any good probiotics, bifidobacteria? Yep. Yep. Okay. Acidophilus?
1: Yep. Okay. Yeah, and I'm great. I'm great with nutrition. I eat little to no sugar. Um, You know, I'm really, really up on this stuff. I'm taking all Mm -hmm. my extra vitamin D and all these things. But you taking
0: uh, um, L-glutamine?
1: L-glutamine?
0: No. I would start. I mean, not that that's going to be the cure all, but Mm -hmm. that is very healing for the digestive
3: system. It's an amino acid. Mm Mm-hmm. The other thing okay. that I think of when I hear rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease, is the food sensitivities that are often associated with autoimmune diseases. So things okay. like gluten, as we've talked about, and dairy. And okay. eliminating those foods might also um, reduce some of your symptoms of RA while at the same time reducing some of that heartburn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So creating great some idea. meal plans around that, I mean... Seeing one of the nutritionists at one of us at um, Nutritional Weight and Wellness might be a good idea to s- set up a comprehensive plan for you.
1: Okay, maybe I should come in because yeah. yeah, I have that plus I have Sjogren's and and a lot you of know. autoimmune. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but I do. Then,
3: then do. that would probably be really important. Mm-hmm. We work with okay. a lot
0: of clients that have multiple autoimmune disorders, and we're familiar with all the medications, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be great. You could just call our main number at 651-699-3438 and talk to somebody about what location would be best for you.
1: Okay, I Mm -hmm. will do that. Great. Great. Great, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for
0: the call.
3: Well, we were talking about risks. Risks of of the acid
0: blockers. And I think we were talking about that latest study on, you know, risk of high blood pressure and... Mm -hmm complications with heart and cardiovascular, but
3: there are other risks, too. There are other risks, too. So bacterial infections are really common uh, when you're taking acid blockers. Uh, One bacterial infection called C. difficile, that can be really dangerous, and most of the time you need to be hospitalized if you have that bacterial infection. But other bacterial infections are not always serious, but the low-grade infections can still cause gas and bloating stomach cramping, IBS, you know, the stomach needs to be acidic enough to kill bacteria, bad bacteria. And this acidity is one of our first lines of defense against infections. And so that's its purpose. And Mm -hmm. that's why it's so important to keep that stomach acidic enough. And, you know, there's risk,
0: increased risk of things like pneumonia, especially in elderly people. Yes. And... Just general lowered immune function and people yep. get sick more easily when they don't have enough stomach acid. Absolutely. Here's an interesting side effect that comes from acid blocking medications is food allergies. Taking these drugs can often lead to food allergies that the person didn't have before. Sometimes the heartburn is happening because of food allergies like gluten or dairy. Mm-hmm. But So it's kind of, it can be tricky to get to the root cause of the problem. And But the medication, I, we just want people to be aware of the risks associated.
3: The medication does have risks involved, and that's kind of the purpose in our trying to display this today. Mm-hmm. We do have another caller. Do you okay. think I should quick? Yep. We yep.
0: have a couple minutes left. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hi, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Do you have a question?
5: Yes, hi. Um, hi there. I recently, about a month ago, went on a, uh, no sugar in the house diet for myself and my kids or not a diet but a way of life I would say and um, because I had read a study about um, brain function and sugar mm-hmm. that was a UCLA study are you guys familiar with that and do you think it's valid and um, two I'm just looking for easy snacks that my kids can eat that are sugar-free at home.
3: Sure. Brain... Uh, Kate, are you familiar with that study? I'm not familiar I'm, with yeah, that. I'm sorry, I'm not so either. I don't know okay. exactly what it said, but...
5: It was published in Forbes magazine, and it talked about how um, lab mice actually couldn't find their way through a maze after having a longer-term period where they fed them
3: sugar. Hmm. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I, you know, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I will tell you that. Probably would be best to... Comment on it only if we read the whole study. Yeah. But yeah. sugar, yeah, I mean, sugar can be very addictive. It can affect the entire body. It's sugar's inflammatory, and it does reduce immune function. And it
3: and it does change neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. It um, just changes all of our cells. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
5: But you yeah, asked for It some... reminded me of how as, as we get older, um, we lose our memories, and I thought, oh, I don't want to have that happen. How can I, mm-hmm. you know. Do something to keep your mind sharp. And mm-hmm. I thought, no sugar might be a good start.
0: No, oh, I Good mm-hmm. for you. I really mm-hmm. commend Applaud you for doing you. that. Yeah.
5: That's Thank wonderful. You. But it's hard to shop, like you said, because everything has sugar. Mm-hmm. And, um, especially with the kids home in the summer, I don't know what to buy them besides veggies to snack
3: on. Do you have any suggestions? Well, you know, um, with ki- yeah, we do. We, we encourage people to eat a protein, a fat, and a carb every day couple of hours. And so for kids, that might mean some nitrate-free deli meat, maybe a little mayonnaise on it, maybe roll a dill pickle in, in the center of mm-hmm. it. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, Would your kids eat deviled eggs?
0: Yeah.
5: Okay. That's a great
3: one.
0: Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. We are running out of time here. Okay. Um, Thanks. Keep Thanks listening for to our shows, though. In the future, we'll give more tips on good snack ideas. And we want to thank everyone for listening today. And as you can see, there's no need to suffer from heartburn and reflux or to take expensive and dangerous acid-blocking medications. We hope we've given you some tools today so that you can move forward and start feeling better. Thanks for listening and have a nice weekend.
1: I love you,
0: almonds Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.